podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Home Sense. Why is it Home Sense? The prices make sense. Ooh, outdoor is in. Are those plates melamine? Pretty planters, pillows, lanterns. Pretty much everything outdoor. And the savings. What oh, makes sense to me now? Out save on outdoor. Find a store at homesense.com. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya. Yeah. Quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. We put this festival on you, bastards, with a lot of love. We work for one year for you, pigs. Oh, do you want to break our walls down? Or do you want to destroy it? Well, you go to hell! I'm welcome to the Fatback Four. Um, it's our actual fourth one of the new season. and um, We couldn't do it last week because we're in no fit state. Um, we get to that a little bit later. Uh, joining me this evening, um, I have Marty Sakura, um, a new guest. I have Grizz, the normal one, normal Grizz. And I have uh, Ray Dicko Dickinson. Um, we're going to get straight into it. On the screen now, you won't see them lads for a little minute. Don't worry. The cars are all looking great. <laughs> I can see it. They're amazing looking. Uh, but, um, yeah, right, let's get into it. Um, this this one is going to be a preview of the Crystal Palace game. I want to look back on probably the opening two weekends of the Premier League. And um, we'll do a little bit around around Liverpool, the expectations we have for the season. And then we we'll go from there. Um, let's get Right, lashes are all on screen, you all look great. Uh, Grizz is afraid to move anything because his wife has left him on his own to do this and he's afraid of any single wire comes out of anywhere. Grizz is gone. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Grizz. Any technical issues, I'm buggered, mate. We're in a plug as a fucking technical issue to you. But anyway, um, let's get to it. Uh, Crystal Palace, tomorrow evening, 8 pm, Selhurst Park. Uh, Marty, I'm going to come to you first. Um, I, we were talking off air before we come on, and for me, this is a game that, if you want to, I know it's very early in the season, but if you want to be considered a contender in the league, the way to a team of Palace's stature on a Monday night with a hostile enough atmosphere, after seeing your main rivals trash a team today, um, this is probably a game that you have to go and win. I know it's early, but you have to go and win these games. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um Palace is probably one of the more difficult away games. Um, you know, very hostile atmosphere. Um, you know, they constantly sing, they're constantly up for it. Um, you know, like you said, Monday night as well. Um, I don't think there's there's ever a positive play on Monday night. Um, you know, we look at it at the moment, you know, like you said, City have absolutely battered Huddersfield today. Um, you know, six points, um, amazing goal difference. Uh, obviously, you look at Chelsea as well, who, who I think are going to be a surprise contender. They've won. Spurs have won. Um, so, yeah, we've got to be right at it. You know, um, I think we will win. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, it's going to be difficult. If you gave me a 1-0 win, now I'd take it. You know, that's that's how difficult it can be. So, I completely agree. It's going to be hard, but we'll do it. OK, I like the confidence already. 
Um, Grizz, I'll come to you next. Marty is fairly confident there. Going into this game, I, as, as we're going to come on to all the time, it's still very early, but watching what City done today, does that give Liverpool's players you know, the inspiration to say, right, OK, they beat a team that will probably be around relegation, I think. Does that give us the inspiration to go, right, they set down a marker and now it's up to us to set a second marker after doing so against West Ham last Sunday? It's funny, isn't it? We're already talking about must-win games and it's game week two. Do you know what I mean? It's like we love we love doing this to ourselves. Look, it's early doors. Um, teams are settling in. Players are settling in. New players are settling in. Palace away... We always we've got this um, we've got we've got this strange relationship with Palace, haven't we? we we've um, we've actually got a very good record. I think we're I think we've won there the last three visits. Is it? So yeah. Can tell me that. I think is that, is that right, Marty? Yeah. So we we've got actually a great record there, but um, it's still a very hard place. I mean, we were discussing just before. Fair, I think Mike was saying he's been there before. I'm going there tomorrow. Um, and they do create a, a tremendous atmosphere. That crowd, God, give it to them. It is one of the more hostile grounds to go to. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you're right. Games like this, if we have any title aspirations, games like this, pressure like this, even though it's week two, pressure like this has got to be um, um, part and parcel of it. And we've got to overcome um, the, the Palace crowd and whatever and get three points I mean there's there's people on, on, on social media talking about we've got to go out there 3-4 new and sort of you know set down a marker and go above City on goal difference blah blah bollocks give me a 1-0 all day long and I'll take it you take a 1-0 Mary's taking a 1-0 Ray sort this fucking out 1-0 I'm not having that Ray sort it out um, uh, look uh, when the fixture list originally came out um I was kind of drawn to this game. And then obviously with the TV switch to the Monday night, um, it, it all it, it all of a sudden looked a bit trickier. Um, and that was my kind of view before we seen what Liverpool came out and did last week. I think off the back of last week's performance and, and, and scoring the goals like we did last week, I think basically, um, yeah, you've got to respect Palace. And I wouldn't be surprised if they scored a goal. Um, but I think, you know, I think we, we've got enough there, you know, tomorrow I wouldn't mess about too much with the team. Um, I maybe would bring in, um, Henderson for Wijnaldum, given we know that Wijnaldum has his struggles away from home. And I think, you know, we need to start getting some more minutes into Hendo. Um, but I think, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't believe we'll get, you know, the four, four goal win that we need to go back to the top. Well, I think something like a 3-1 is 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 fairly realistic for tomorrow. <clears throat> um, last week going into the West Ham game, I said, I think me and you, I think me and Ray were like, we're scoring five, we're scoring five. I think I had yeah. five one, Ray had five two. Um, we were at the game, um, the three of us were at the game, along a lot with another, another load of drunks that came over to Liverpool. <laughs> um, the best description of two of the lads was uh, they looked like two cardboard cutouts. Sitting in the <laughs> that was the effect on them. It was it was fucking ridiculous that weekend was it really was. I'm nearly I'm nearly sure I had alcohol poison. It was Thursday before I, my brain started walking again. Um this week I always think of this palace game as, you know, I think it's three of the last four seasons we've had to come from behind to win this game. Um I'm nearly sure it's been three of the last four seasons. Palace 
like every year, will try hit a big man up front, i.e. Benteke. They'll try play off Zaha. And with the look, looks like Gomez and Trent playing there now, you know, there's always that, I'll go for these two lads because no one wants to deal with Van Dijk and, and Robertson. You're just not getting any, anything off them. Uh, with this game, um, I'm a little bit more confident. I think people are scared of us like they're scared to see. I just think that people have, you know, come in and say, if we play again, you know, it's 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 not a good thing. I'm not going to do predictions on it right now. I'll get it, I'm going to, I want to get into more about the lineups and how we think we line up, how we think that Palace will line up, and um, then we go predictions at the end. And then, as I said, we go around expectations and stuff like that for the season. Um, Mary, I'll come back to you. Um, Palace, um, I haven't looked up who you've signed. I genuinely haven't. But I, I think it's a fairly similar team to what you had last year. Apart from the, the long ball at Benteke and, and trying to get Zaha on as much as he can, is there anything else from them that would worry you going into tomorrow night? Um, perfectly honest, no. Um, I think if we you know play our game, we beat them. You know, like I said, I'm confident. I think we beat them easy. Um, you know, they got a couple of big lumps at the back, you know, set pieces. Um, you know, in seasons gone by, you know, we've been quite vulnerable at the back. But I think that's gone. Um, I think the one we've got to watch out for is, you know, the, the Benteke on to Zaha. You look at when we played him back end of last season, when we beat him 2-1 and Salah scored late. Um, as soon as we nip that problem in the bud, unfortunately, we can, obviously we conceded the you know, the really sweaty penalty from Carrius and they probably should have had another if he hadn't made that good save. As soon as we nipped that one in the bud, they, they, they didn't really offer anything for the rest of the game. Um, I just think we've got to be careful of, of them putting 10 behind the ball um, and breaking them down moving forward. I think if we, you know, we get Van Dijk on Benteke from, from the first whistle, they, they, they shouldn't really, really pose many problems, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know. I can see them getting Benteke on to... Um, Van Dijk simply because if you watch our Nautovich last week he didn't want anything to do with Van Dijk um, they, everyone in this league will see the other centre half as the weakest one whether it's Gomez whether it's Matip whether it's Lovren it's just the way they play because that's that's the avenue they look at you know get in behind Trent if he's attacking all the time and get at this the, you know less experienced centre back um, but look if, if Gomez keeps on and playing and playing well even that avenue might disappear for people Bridge, you're rubbing your hands together. Um, Palace for you. You're going. You're going tomorrow. Um, you're going there tomorrow. Dry skin. Dry skin. Something for that. Just on your hands. Is there anywhere else? Oh, he sorted his feet out the other day, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was a outrageous video you sent us. Um, <laughs> but Chris, you're going there tomorrow night. Don't when you're going into that ground tomorrow night. Are you thinking? Yeah, just play. If we play, we beat this. You know, if we play at eighty percent, we probably beat them. Mm. What do you think mm. behind it? Yeah, I mean, I did, I did kind of shit myself um, uh, in the in the WhatsApp when I said um, we're going to a flying palace because I because you know they won two 0 away at Fulham. Was it Fulham the first game? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But then, yeah. But then I watched the highlights, like extended highlights, and it was a usual Roy Hodgson type for performance where they weren't that impressive. Fulham were the actual the better team. Again, it's going to be, uh, as Marty said, it's probably going to be sort of... They played 4-4-2 last week. I can't see them playing 4-4-2 against us. I don't know. They might surprise us and go with Benteke and Zaha up front. But I think against us, Zaha will play sort of to the left in between sort of Gomez and Trent territory. As you know, Gav, I'm not the biggest Gomez fan, but I think tomorrow might suit him. 
I mean, and why I say that in terms of he's more agile, he's more quicker than Lovren. And that's what you need against um, uh, Zaha, as opposed to sort of uh, Lovren's with your aerial strength and sort of uh, tries to get to the ball first. I think the experience of last year will help Trent, certainly. And, and I remember us discussing uh, with regards to sort of their tactic, which was from the goal kicks, do you remember, straight on to Benteke, who sort of went into that area and then Zaha on the flick on. And I think um, that's where the chances and the penalty and the goal, etc., etc., came from. Hopefully we've learned that the centre-back is allowed to sort of uh, mark Benteke on, on goal kicks and it doesn't have to sort of suddenly play right-sided centre-back. You know, like Van Dijk is our left-sided centre-back. It doesn't mean he stays there sort of, you know, whatever happens. I mean, on goal, on, on goal kicks and set pieces, whatever, whatever. Hopefully he sticks on to Benteke. I really can't see, and hopefully this doesn't come back to bite me in the arse, but I really can't see an, any other threat. Andros Townsend's probably going to play on the other side. He does score a, a worldie now and again, doesn't he? Cutting in on his left. I hope tomorrow's not that day where he scores that worldie. The rest of the team is a bunch of journeymen, isn't it? It's like Tomkins being around a few games, uh, uh, clubs. Our old mate Sacco, still at Crystal Palace, hasn't been snapped up by Bayern Munich or Barca. You know, <laughs> he predicted. So, do you know what I mean? I mean, they've got this sensational new right back, apparently. Uh, uh, someone's gonna, If someone can help me with his name, by all means, that's it. See, we've got we got Raimundo, the educated one, and the fat back four. What a change! He said it perfectly. Gav wouldn't have fucking had a clue, and then he had none of the other no, nonsense. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really his name but apparently he's he's quite tasty, isn't he, Ray? He played. Yeah, he set up the second goal last week, and he did look. You know, he looked decent from the clips yeah. that I seen. Apparently, I was just chatting to a mate from, from Palace, and he said last two games he played against uh, last season was against. Uh, was against United and another big team, and he had he had both wingers in in their pocket, and so he started off again like a house of fire. He, he was up against Ryan Sessegnon, who a lot of people expected to tear up the place, and apparently he didn't let him move. So you know that could be an interesting battle up against Mane and um, and Robertson on, on on our flank. So look, we control that aerial threat, the set pieces, which we'll probably come to in terms of our average height of the last game against West Ham was, I think we were very short, weren't we? We were, I think we are, we, we, we were with Ginny, Wijnaldum, Keita and Milner in midfield. I think I personally would change that, but we'll get to that. But as long as we cut out that set, uh, um, um, sort of the crosses and set pieces, I really can't see them opening us up in, in an open play now. We really should stamp our authority. Jesus Christ, that's, that's right up there with the longest answers you've ever given me. I'll have to check, I'll have to check the record books. Um, context context physics I know it's all there um, Ray they won 2 nil against Fulham last weekend um, and from all reports or I've read I didn't see the game I didn't see the highlights but from all the reports I read was that Fulham were very neat and tidy in the first half um, I think over the over the game did 67 or 68% of possession um, but you know they were kind of they're inexperienced probably being back in the league, hit them and hit them badly in the second half. Palace go tune it, tune it up and seal the game fairly easily. But is there a, is there a, a way for us to get at these? Because from what I can make out, Palace sat back against a newly promoted team and let them come on to them and, and you know, 
kind of played played Russian roulette with it a little bit. I don't think Palace can afford to do that with us because we and the one player I'll touch on and all that would be Kate. Um our Anfield last week, how that chap finds space is phenomenal. Yeah. And if he finds space on that Sellers Park pitch and turns against their back four with the other three running ahead of them, I think Palace might be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I think, you know, the other thing about Palace tomorrow, it's kind of, dare I say it, dare I use the, the phrase, it's a bit of a free hit for them, I think. And uh, no, I think they've got, they've got, you know, they've got a bit of sort of, uh, they've got a bit of capital in the bank, I think. I, I think tomorrow, they can kind of look to maybe be on the try and be on on the front foot and 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 have a little go at us. But you know, if they do that, then they they they're, they're going to come unstuck, I think. And and I think it wouldn't surprise me if they were a little bit more um, attack minded in front of their own fans. You know, the crowd will be stirring them up. Um, and and I think we've just got to be. Uh, patient and look to pick our moments and pick our opportunities and I think we will find plenty enough space I think you know you start with the front three again um, it's kind of pick your poison time isn't it with those with, with those three and as you say um, Kater's performance last week went a little bit under the radar initially I think very people much. that time very much I think I yeah out, I, I think yeah and I think people have had time to sort of look back at that and see that well actually um, you know, in in, in particular, um, for the for, for one of the goals, you know, his the way he held on and then he, he plays that ball to to Robinson. It was the first goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and you know, he he is, you know, he is for me gonna. Um, he's not gonna get a massive amount of assists, but he's gonna be that player who is the player who's playing in the person who then creates the assist, if that makes sense. Mm. He's going to be there playing that 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 sort of killer ball that really sort of opens up the opportunities. And I think he is, you know, for me, he's already looking like he's going to be a pivotal part of us progressing on from last season. I'll stay with you, Ray, right, because you, you mentioned something there about, you know, the, the team storing them up and, you know, probably the first 20 minutes, we just have to, you know, nullify that problem and stuff like that. And I fully agree yeah. with that point. I think if you watch Liverpool at Palace over the last couple of seasons, um, last season in particular, we were kind of dominating the game, but they were still up for it. And we that little slip and moment and hesitation from from Trent and then Terry's comes out and stuff like that. But I think, and don't get me wrong, I think if Palace were to come out and have that crowd behind them and push on, I think, yeah, I'm having that all day. Because I think we're much more settled and we're much better than what we do. Do you still think, though, Ray, that they come out and do that? Or do you think they come out and say, don't get, don't get steamrolled in the first 20 minutes? No, I, I, I say, I think they've, you know, they've, their tails will be up. Um, I don't think there'll be an awful lot of, um, you know, negativity in terms of setting their stall out to, to, to defend and sort of try and grind out a nil-nil or a one-nil. Um, they tend, they, particularly on in, in, in night games that I've seen them play, um, not 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 against not not just against us, but they're willing to get into a bit of a, you know, a two-two-three-two scenario. So I, I I don't see them. I I honestly don't see them coming out and playing negatively tomorrow. Now that might that you know that might be completely uh, wrong at the end of the day, but I just have a feeling that 
that they will have a certain element of, of confidence that's been built up from the back end of last season and then obviously having that having that big result last week, irrespective of how they got it. But they, you know, they they beat a team 2-0 on the opening day away, which for them was a pretty was a pretty decent result. Do you know what most teams I would agree with Ray, most teams would do that. Opening game opening home game of the season, jubilant crowd, and as you said, a solid end to the season coupled with the win. Do you know what's going to stop them from going out attack and sort of playing that football? It's that man, Roy Hodgson. He just won't. He just won't do it. He's he's gonna he's gonna look to spoil the party. I think he yeah, definitely. I, I, I agree with you. So I agree with you as well, Marty. I've, I've got. I have to keep going back to this game last season because I'm trying to. I'm trying to look at Liverpool where they were then to where they are now, and. The personnel are probably looking at two or three different people on the pitch when we go through the team later. But for me, just just being at Anfield last week and looking at them against West Ham, they came out with a swagger about them from minute one. And we're better than these. They didn't get into tour gear. They genuinely didn't. Um, mm. But, Marty, do you see them coming out, Palace coming out and attacking us? What would you like to see Palace do which would be best for us, I suppose, is the question. Uh play a very high line, come out and attack us from minute one. We, we, we tear teams apart when they do that. Um, I personally think they're going to pick their moments. Um, I agree with Grizz, it's Boy Hodgson. You know, he, he's a dinosaur. His tactics, you know, they're very simple, put men beyond the ball, frustrate teams. And I think he'll be, he'd be happy to nick a point. But, you know, I think they've naturally got players that, that will do that, whether the manager says to or not. You look at, Andros Townsend, Wilfred Zahar, you know, they've brought in one of the IU brothers as well. I think it's Jordan. Um, and, and they naturally just want to get forward. I mean, you look at Zahar, I, I don't think he's physically capable of sitting behind the ball. So I think, you know, in periods of the game, they, they will try and come at us. Um, but I think predominantly, yeah, you know, with, with Hodgson in charge, they get, they're going to they're gonna try and frustrate. And, and ultimately, I think they're, they're going to play for a point. Um but don't get me wrong. I, I hope they do come out. I hope they come out from minute one. They try and you know they try and go for for our throat because we'll we'll, we'll tear through them like a knife through butter and we'll, we'll end up battering them. But you know, Palace. Uh, the reason I think it's such a difficult ground to go to. I mean, can can anyone think of the last team that actually went to Salas Park and gave Palace a, a proper pasting? You know, even you look at last season, Man City went there, full of confidence. Obviously, we know they went on to get hundred points. They nearly lost. You know, yeah, they nil nil nearly lost. So no team ever actually goes to Palace and gives them a battering. Um, so I generally can't think of a team that done it. No, you're probably right. I can't either. And I remember last season when Liverpool equalised early into the second half. I think with Mane, and you know the game is to and fro. And Hodgson from you know from half time. You know, onwards he's trying to shut the game out. We managed to equalise and he just doesn't want to know. The only chances they get is actually mistakes from us. Um, that yeah. lets in Benteke, I think, on two occasions he, he misses two bad chances. But I think Hodgson, for me, is not a brave manager in any way, shape or form. Mm. I think I think if he comes out tomorrow, I think he'd be saying, lads, OK, the crowd will be behind you. You'll be high tempo. You'll be the, the effort will be there and they might get something off a mistake or a ball in behind it to get them going. Even a, a corner a corner or a throw deep in their half to get them going. But I think if Hodgson looks at that and 15 minutes in Liverpool are letting Palace attack and then ripping them um, apart, and then not only that, then getting on the ball, you know, possession still a game and controlling it, 
I think you'll just see Hodgson's team fall further and further and further back. And I think that's why, you know, our fullbacks, Keita, and then even if you went with the same midfield as last week, Milner is going to be important. The front three get, get narrow and stuff like that. All these sort of options to, to kind of disconcert them, you know, that way. Because it is, this is going to be probably, I don't know, probably one of the better teams that will sit back and go into this, you know, um, stereotypical defensive shell against Liverpool because the fear of striking into people. Um, Chris, we, we'll pick a team, all right, um, for tomorrow night. Don't pick what you want to see. Pick what you think Klopp will go with. Because there's always two ways. What do I think? Yeah. What do I think he'll do? What do you think Klopp will do tomorrow night with regards to, you know, factoring in, factoring yeah. in what Palace have, what their threats are, what their weaknesses are? You know, what do you reckon? What way do we go with this? I think Klopp goes. I think Klopp goes with the same. I think Klopp's the type of manager, you know, he um, with this sort of team morale type business. Even though he's been saying a few things in terms of if any squad players don't like the rotation system, they, you know, they're going to have me to deal with. But I genuinely think, you know, the opening the opening game was so comfortable and sort of Hendo still working his way towards prime fitness and Fabinho settling in. I don't see how he changes the back four and the front three. So the only dilemma would be that midfield. Now, you asked me what Klopp is likely to do. I really think he's likely to keep the same midfield. Uh, if you asked me, and you may ask me later, and if you, ha- if you don't, I'm going to answer you now anyway. Um, I personally would change that. That's exactly I, the opposite of what I asked you. <laughs> so I would you know I mean I, I think I think Klopp goes with what he's what, what, what the same team as last week um, and then sort of looks to rotate I think is there an international gap no we have three, more, we've three uh, more league games before so we play a week later a whole yeah, week later Saturday yeah. well it, yeah no well Saturday Saturday five days yeah yeah so we could see a bit of rotation maybe uh, in that game, I think we've had a good week's rest. It's, it was a, as you said, we didn't really get out of second, third gear against West Ham. I personally think he probably goes with the same lineup. Okay, Marty, do you agree with Chris? Does he go with the same lineup? And if not, what changes would you make? Or do you think uh, he make? Sorry, uh, I think the only change he could make possibly is Genie out, Hendo in, um, purely for the fact that. Henderson will be smashing his door down to start that game. Um, you know, I think if, if Hendo had his way, he'd start at the West Ham game, obviously, but he didn't. Um, I think he won his captain in there, to be honest. I think um, I think Hendo's obviously a little bit more physical than Wijnaldum as well. And we were saying earlier, you know, Wijnaldum's sort of on the on the smaller side. I think he's technically better than, than Henderson, but I think Henderson adds that bit of grit. You know, he, he will break the game up when he needs to. He's got that little bit of snide to him. So I think, you know, I think he may go with, with Henderson to sit in the six. Um, in sort of Milner and, and Kaita to move forward, um, but again, I could see him see him sort of going with the same. I think that's the only one that could change is, is maybe one out out uh, and Henderson in. Yeah, he. Um, I'm kind of at the opinion that he's he's looking at these block of four games and he's going to stick to a certain side for these four, and then when he gets through the international break, he has everyone ready and ready to go. Um, Ray, are you sticking with the same team as last week? Because I know. You no, picked, I think. I really, I know you picked the team like. It's, <laughs> I think I think he does make that one change and, and gives Hendo sixty minutes uh, tomorrow. He, he's probably he's probably the first 
uh, player brought off um, with the game being five days later. Um, you maybe bring Genie back in for the home game against uh, Brighton on Saturday. Um, yeah, I, I don't think in this block of four games now, sort of injury to one side, I think he makes very few changes. Um, I think we see uh, Fabinho getting a few substitute appearances, not necessarily seeing him starting any of these uh, initial four games. And then obviously we, we, we kick on to some... Um, we kick, we kick on after the international break into a sort of a run of quite tricky games. I think we've got, <clears throat> I think we've got Spurs away, we've Chelsea away, um, and then we've got City. I think we've got maybe one or two other games in between all of that. So, so I think for this first block of four games, I think he stays fairly stable and just makes maybe one change, two changes maximum per game. Yeah, I think. Um... The Henderson show was an interesting one. I think I think if Fabinho was fit last Sunday, I think he's probably the first player onto the pitch rather than the Henderson in the sub. I think he's kind of had to jolt Henderson forward a bit faster than he would have liked to because of Fabinho having, I think it was just a niggle he had. But for me, as I said on a couple of pods, I think that playing Fabinho into fitness. Um, don't get me wrong, I think he's fit. I just don't think, I think you have to be a different type of fit to play in this team. You really do. You have to be, you know, the, the, the 110% as people like to say you nearly have to be that um, the, the Henderson one's interesting because it all depends on the way you look at this game and how it's going to be played we're after talking about this for a while now and we think they might come out and attack us and Henderson's probably our man there uh, I thought Ronaldo was outstanding last Sunday he was my man of the match coming out of the ground he really was I don't think he lost the ball he got stuck in he broke things up he switched play well he, he done everything that was asked him it'll be a little bit harsher than I think for Henderson to come back in you know, after having a World Cup. But having said that, you're looking at other teams around us, they're bringing all these players back early as well, so you can't really go on that mantra either. Um, I think it's the same team, because I'm looking at Palace and I'm thinking, where did he go? They're going to go Benteke from goal kicks, they're going to go from, from free kicks, deep free kicks, they're going to try all of this. And you don't need a big guy to deal with Benteke. You just need a guy like Ala Lucas would have done years ago, and I always go back to this, stand in front of him, jump around, make it awkward, and the majority of the time, you either defend it well, or you pick up the second ball, or even if you don't, you get your shape fairly quickly, or you're nullifying that to a certain point. I think he goes with the same team, I genuinely do, and, you know, like, um, I see people saying there, we need some height, maybe on set pieces, yeah, I get that, but, and Henderson, was he six foot one, he might probably, he's a bit taller than one of them, but I, I still think he goes with the same team. Like West Ham weren't a small team last week. They weren't a small no, team last week. No. And, you know, if you looked if you looked at their, their two centre-halves, uh, Declan Rice was playing there in the first half. Big enough guy. And Tom oh, they was were a big, big enough guy. Lucas yeah, yeah, was a big guy. Yeah. You know, they're all, they weren't a small side. Bar probably their two centre midfielders. I think the and fact that... their left back was a big guy. You know, but no, but they had a couple of set pieces and they were dealt with fairly easily. And, you know, I think if you get yourself into this mentality that or the set pieces are going to be, the set pieces, the set pieces, then you start over worrying about them. I think we're all right to deal with them. I think it's the same team. Um, before we move on to expectations and everything else, we get a prediction, right? Uh, Marty, I'll come to you for a prediction. 2-0. For- 2-0 uh, comfortable, bitch. I think we, yeah, I, I believe in the, the big Brazilian at the back, yeah. 2-0, clean sheet. Is he your favourite goalkeeper ever? <laughs> oh, do you know what? I think anyone coming in would have been my favourite goalkeeper ever at the moment. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love him already. 
that is something we haven't discussed, actually. You know, Alisson, this will be the real true test for Alisson. He will be peppered, peppered with long balls. I mean, yeah, this is, yeah. we're, we're going to see sort of um, a lot of... If he's peppered, Grizz, if they go out and they try attack us. You know, I think they're probably looking at more of Alisson tomorrow as, can he be, you know, out on the edge of his box? Right? Yeah, his concentration levels, his timing of yeah. Where Carrius yeah. was awful. Was it last year where he came out twice or three times? Yeah. Well, he came out and he gave a penalty and it wasn't a penalty. I was a penalty. It wasn't. The guy kicked the ball at goal and hit it wide and then got a clatter. Like, you know, what does he fucking want? To stand aside and go, here, there you go, stick it in the net. He, he made himself big. Schmeichel done it for fucking years. He jumped into him and had it. It wasn't a penalty. Well, he won that well, game Allison, to him as far as I'm concerned. I think Alisson will be... Definitely tested in terms of when corners and set pieces and throw-ins. I mean, you know, Roy Hodgson, like Marty said, is is a proper dinosaur. Dimension. He will play for like sort of corners, uh, like like sort of you know, like how you know how rugby play for like sort of throw-ins, similar type. Try to gain ground and territorial territory, sort of you know, and get into the danger areas with sort of long throws. So I think it will be our first big test for Allison. Definitely a test, another further test of Gomez's sort of. Uh, quality and sort of see how much he's coming on because say what we want about Benteke he is a handful he's not the best finisher we know but he is up there in terms of one of the most physically strong strikers and that partnership with Zaha will definitely be a true test of uh, Gomez's so I'm actually quite looking forward to our I know I know Marty just predicted 2-0 but you know, it, it will be a good test to see if we can sort of withhold this. And I'm, I'm more interested in the clean shit as opposed to we'll always create chances and we'll always get goals on the other side. But can we get clean sheets away to teams like Palace? You know, even if it's sort of I don't I don't want to consider. If it's part of con- <laughs> I'm giving context to my yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, you don't context. You don't have to tell. I'm you giving know, context to Marty's prediction. I haven't come to mine yet. I know. So, I've, so I've, you know, I think. I don't even want to concede a goal when it's when a three 0 up or four 0 up. Do you know what I mean? I just want to see sort of a a new type professional Liverpool where we just get a clean sheet. Okay, so what score do you think it'll be, Chris? Two two. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of just saying yeah, Mary's spot on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's my prediction. Fucking hell! You must be getting paid by the second, are you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ray, prediction time. Um, you said five last week and we got four. Are you going four oh. last week and we get three? Um, yeah, may as well, didn't I? No, I think um, I think this week it'll I think it'll be a three-one Liverpool win. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know if Palace uh, either scored first or pegged us back to one-one, um, and then we just you know our, our quality shows in the second half and we and we sort of pull away towards the end of the game. But yeah. Three one, I'd be pretty happy with that. Um, going into Brighton, um, it's, a, it's it, look, it's a tricky game. So three points, it, I'll I'll be happy with a one nil two one. But look, if we can put a bit of a icing on the cake and win three one, more than happy with that. Three one, three one. Okay, do you want to give me the goal scorers? Um, oh, you love that, don't you? Yes, I do. Um, I'm gonna say um, Bobby Firmino yeah. with the first. Um, Mo Salah with the second, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to say Virgil Van Dijk with the third. Okay, Marty, we, we've um, we've done it the race. So who's your two goal scorers? Oh, Mane, and I think Kater gets his first. Okay, Grizz. I think Mane. 
And I think Bobby gets off the mark. He didn't score against West Ham, did he? No. no. Uh, Benteke is going to score against us. So, you know, <laughs> Benteke. No. And I think... Andros Townsend, I think, for them. No, Mac, Mac, what's his name? MacArthur. MacArthur. Oh, I hate him. Yeah, he's going to... Bang average, isn't he? Jeez. Yeah. He's like three foot and he scored two headed against us. Those bang average ones, Ray. They're the ones. Yeah. Bang average ones. I'm going to have... Um, I've, I've had a good think about this and I've listened to uh, Chris's 25 minutes on Napsons on it. <laughs> and I'm going to go 4-0 Reds. 4-0? Um, oh, yeah. the league? Yeah, no, I just think we're going to back. Reds. Um, I think if they come out and play us, I think we have enough about us to, to deal with them. And it leaves them very, very open. And I don't think they're good enough, um, especially in midfield, to contain us. If they want to sit back, I think Katie can get in around them and... If Katie gets within 30 yards of goal with five yards of space, um, he's either scoring or he's putting someone in. Um, because the ball, the ball he looks to play, you know, even even wider into Firmino and get it back. And he looks like he's, he's, he's starting up a relationship very, very quickly with these front three, Manny in particular. But it, it grew with Firmino as the game went on last week as well. Um, scorers, um, Manny, Manny, Katie, Robertson. Yeah, no, I just think I think this is a game where we have to go and say, yeah, we spent well in the summer. We we, we were a different animal, and don't get me wrong, the animal last season was good. But we're a different animal now. We we can deal with you whatever way you want to play, and we can actually hurt you no matter what way you play. And just last week, they weren't even able to talk here. It was like literally we were, Liverpool were playing in slow motion, and, and West Ham couldn't keep up. So yeah, I'm gonna go four nil. Um, because I can't. And then when next week comes around, there'll be all sorts of trouble. Um, because I've fucking done it, we lost one nail to a MacArthur header. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? You know, that's life. I can't Bank average. Fucking Raider is picking the team and I get all the abuse next week. Um, <laughs> lads, um, just one thing I want to touch on. Uh, you've probably seen it on Twitter and, yeah, mostly on Twitter. All, all the kind of social media. Um, from the day trippers and that's the new studio that you will see the first time Tuesday night uh, Ray is going to be the host um, I think he's alternating with Phil for this season is that no no, I'm not I'm not going to be this week because I'm, no, I'm actually week, week, Phil. No, no. oh yeah, yeah. through the um, season yeah, yeah, on a Tuesday be, club yeah. we'll be alternating with Phil um, yeah so when we asked Ray to be a host on the show, he said, yeah, but I want the fucking studio. So we had to come <laughs> to the um, So that was his demand. But uh, you'll see it online. Um, I'm not going to say too much about it. The book, there's a lot of lads there. All, we all have full-time jobs, wives, kids, debts, you name it. Um, but there's a serious amount of work on it over the last couple of months to get this to where it is. You'll see it for the first time on Tuesday night. Uh, I think it's 9 o'clock Tuesday night. It'll go live. The Tuesday club but. Um, if you get a chance, go and watch it, uh, share it, subscribe to the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel subscription is very important for this season. You're going to find that out as the season goes on because a lot of our, some of our stuff will be YouTube only. So when you go looking for this stuff, you go, well, they didn't do anything. We did. We just had to have it on YouTube and you're not subscribed. Just hit the subscribe button. You get a little alert when we're online and then you'll f- stuff that you won't see on Periscope or get on an audio feed you will get on YouTube. But keep an eye out for that on Tuesday night. If anyone can watch it and share it and, you know, hype it up as best you possibly can on Tuesday night. That's that's what we want. Um, enough of that. Uh, let's move on. The expectations for the season, that's uh, a lot of Liverpool fans think we can go close. A lot of Liverpool fans think we can win it. Then some Liverpool fans just think 
Man City are on a different fucking level and and it's a little bit defeatist for me that that actually but Marty um, looking over the whole season you have a league campaign you have a league cup FA Cup you have Champions League what would you like to see Liverpool do um, over this season and I'll caveat that with if we get around say the turn of February coming into March and we have Champions League and we have League and we have FA Cup and we're right in there would you go full throttle at the moment or would you kind of Knock one on the head to make sure we get another one. What 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 way you think with the season? It's a difficult one because I think I think this season we need we need silverware. Um, you know we've not had anything since twenty twelve. Um, you know we play such good football. I think our football warrants having a trophy. I mean when you see you know Mourinho with his disgusting Route One football and he, he gets silver. I think we need something even if it's a League Cup. You know not not necessarily like a Champions League or anything of that caliber. Um, but I'd like to see us get something in. Um, I think we need to mount a serious title challenge, um, you know, a serious one where, you know, we're getting to the run in the last five games and you can't call it. I mean, I did. I'd like us to be 10 points ahead and have the league sewn up. Um, but, you know, being realistic, I think we need to be bang in the race, not not in, in and around then in February, City are pulling away. Um, you know, I think, you know, going back to, to one of Grizz's points about saying it was, you know, it's obviously game two, um, you know, Whereas he's got a point, I also think you don't want to be letting City get away this early. Um, they're not going to drop many points. We have to be picking up points near enough week in, week out. Um, so I think, you know, in a nutshell, a serious title challenge. I think we need that um, and, and some silverware and a good, you know, a good Champions League run again. You know, I think, you know, you look at the fan base, you look at social media, what it was like when we were, you know, we were in the latter stages of the Champions League. You know, we were beating, uh, obviously, City, Roma. I, I can't remember when I saw the fans unite in, in, in that much positive energy going around for a long, long time. Um, and I think getting that going again can only be a good thing. Um, so, yeah, like I said, in a nutshell, good, solid title challenge um, and a bit of silverware and a good Champions League run would, would be a good season for Liverpool, I think. Do you think we need to win a trophy regardless of what it is? I don't think we need to win a trophy. Um, I think we deserve a trophy. You know, I think, you know, the, the players we've got... I mean, don't get me wrong. I think with the players we've got, if we didn't get silverware this season, it would be disappointing. I think you look at the spine of our team, I think it's the second best behind City. You know, you look at, you've got Alisson, Van Dijk, Cater, Firmino, and then you look at the players off it. You know, I don't think we need it, but I think it would be a big disappointment if we didn't get anything. OK. Well, that's fair enough. Um, Ray, the season ahead. Um, I don't know if you live close to Andy, but Andy is the most positive person in the whole wide world. And um, he's just, yeah, look, I, I I think we have now got a, a squad that's good enough to challenge for the league. And, and my view is probably a little bit different from, from previous seasons in that I want us to go kind of all in to win the league this season. Um, and I say that kind of with a heavy heart in a way because I, I too would love some silverware. But at the same time, I think we've got a really look at deprioritising the likes of the League Cup and the FA Cup this season to just go fairly single-mindedly after this title race with City because I think 
you know, Tottenham will fall short. I think Chelsea will fall short. We've seen Arsenal, how Arsenal have started the season. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure they'll get back on track in a way. I think this is I think this is a straight shootout between ourselves and City this season. And the funny thing is, what I think might be able to tip it in our balance if we do manage to stay sort of neck and neck with them or with, certainly within, say, three to five points of them come towards the back end of the season would be if if they had the Champions League run like we did last season to the final and we sort of got as far as maybe the first knockout round. That would actually go in our favour in terms of the league push. So for me, my hope this season is completely and utterly centred on winning the league. And, and when I came out, before I came out the ground... Um, on Sunday, um, obviously basking in the glory of winning that first game so handily. But I just turned around to the fella who sits in front of me um, at the game and I said I, I said to him, I said, if we don't win this league this season, I will be absolutely gutted. And that's where I am, unfortunately. You know, it's kind of all or nothing for me now for the league this season. You was drunk, right? I was I was almost I was almost so yeah, bad, I was the, the, the from the night him, before. The bloke in front of him was out with us the night before, so he ain't got a few. <laughs> uh, come here and um, right, just to stick with you before I go to Grizz, um I'll put this scenario to you, okay? I have said it to Marty there for for coming around February, March and running things, there'll be knocking on the head. And Marty has a point there, we probably deserve a trophy because of the football we play. And people at argue, no, you don't you have to win these things and you know, you get the fun, you should do better and stuff like that. And that's that's a fair point as well. And um, there was some mitigating circumstances in the final in May, in my opinion. Well it was clear to see there was problems there. But say for argument's sake, great, we went and we pushed City to the second last day. And we didn't mm-hmm. win another trophy. Would that be enough? Because no, it, 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 no, it probably wouldn't. I would, I would feel, I would feel a little bit robbed that we, that you know, if we, if we push City in a similar manner to to, to thirteen, fourteen, and come up short, I, I, you know, I, I will be, I will be gutted, um, and it won't be because we haven't won an, an FA Cup or we haven't won a League Cup. You know, we've won those trophies um, multiple times. You know, we've won a Champions League since. We last won the league, you know. Okay, I, I, I'm old enough to remember us winning a league, and, and and you know I was at Anfield when we paraded the league trophy around on a couple of occasions. But it's been so long that we've just and we've assembled such a an unbelievable squad of players, which for me far outweighs what we did. You know what we assembled in thirteen fourteen, um, and and I just I just think. Yeah, it's Sod's Law that we're up against a City team who are more than capable of getting 100 points for a second season in a row. But I just think, you know, the, the, the cards may fall in a slightly different way towards the back end of the season. And I'm just hoping that we can we can keep this title race tight, you know, for the for the three quarters of the season that we need to. And then just have that just have that run at the end of the season to get us over the line. So, no, I'd be disappointed if we come second by three points I, I really would be yeah um, I'm very torn on this I'll go last Grizz hope expectation I'm going to keep it brief you got to keep it brief, brief <laughs> listen I just opened a bottle of beer here and I'll just get it finished by the time I know yeah, 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 yeah. go on mate what, hope and a money message you know I am um, what's your hope and expectation um, I'm kind of with Marty in terms of I think we need a trophy 
and I know we guys have discussed this before and we've kind of disagree on this in terms of uh, Matt and Ian sort of say, fuck the League Cup and the FA Cup and whatever. I think, I think it's, for me, it's vital that we get a trophy on board just to get that monkey off Klopp's back in terms of finals and not winning anything. And it just sort of, it breeds confidence and sort of, not arrogance, it just breeds confidence to the players and clubs that yes, we can win things. And look, I'm not as I'm not as far down the line as uh, as Ray in terms of I th- I don't I think our, I think our squad is one window. Oh, I know we don't buy in January, but I think our, our our squad is one sort of summer window away from competing on all fronts at equal strength. You know, I genuinely think that. Um, so I w- but I still think our squad's strong enough to win a League Cup, for example. You know, I think our We've got a core of about 18 players there, that's 17 a, players. Yeah, that's a cop-out for this squad of League Cup. And I know what people say, oh, it's, it's a stepping stone Marino done in 2004 slash 4. No, I, I mean... Get that. Oh, I Chris, mean... Chris, yeah, but I, you can't yeah, put a squad together like this and come around in February go, oh, we won a League Cup. Yeah, but I don't want to be... No, no, but I don't, no, 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 let me finish, in it. Bloody I, hell. I, I thought you were going to be brief. I was going to be brief. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to... What I'm saying is I don't want to cop out of the League Cup and FA Cup and then still finish second, third. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd no, rather, uh, my, uh, yeah, my, what my expectation is, which was your question, my expectation is to win something and challenge, as Ray says, challenge City. I want to make it a, a, an interesting battle. I don't think we're as good as them. Most people will agree over a course of season, they are the team to beat and they've shown it so far as well. But it will be a two-horse race, I think, in my opinion. And, and with four or five games to go, I'd love to be there or thereabouts. The Champions League is a bonus. We're kind of guaranteed with our crowd, with our stature, with our sort of, you know, the experience of Europe to get to the quarterfinals. You know, anything after that is a bonus. It's brilliant. It's brilliant for the fan base. But I'm looking at a League Cup, FA Cup win and a, a, a real good tilt at City. Okay. That's expectation. All right. Um, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a hard balancing act, I'm being honest. I think if, if we push City all the way, all the way, and win it, great stuff. Just come up slightly short and don't win something else. I'll go, yeah, well, look, we put our eggs in that League basket and we'll win for it. And it just come up short us. I think if we if we if we get too far behind City and we don't put a title challenge on, and then we don't win something of the other three, I include the Champions League and that, I think then you have a problem, because then you have a squad that wasn't good enough for the league, and knew it wasn't at a certain stage, and then went off to do these things with these other three cups and didn't win them. Then you start to have to start questioning one or two things. It's a very hard balancing act. My expectation for the season is is to win the league, genuinely to win the league. Um, City are amazing and City are, are brilliant and 100 points is not to be you know anyone will take it it's, it's phenomenal you're saying they're better than us I don't agree I think if, I think we're 11 against 11 both teams with our first 11 on the pitch I think we no I mean as a squad and I, no and that's the only question it's the squad I think we've improved our squad and I think not only improved it in numbers but we've we've improved it with identifying where players can play and when they can play and none of these things and Solanke fucking carry on um, that was fucking outraged. He scored yesterday. Hang on, he scored yesterday. Yeah, did, not for us, he didn't. You know I mean? <laughs> and, but that was that was outrageous stuff that went on last season. And I don't care what anybody says about oh, sure we're in the Champions League. I'm not getting into that again because 
we educated enough people about that last Ings year. Ings pulled that fight and that got us into top four, Gav. Yeah, well, Ings, yeah, yeah, don't fucking start. <laughs> but, no, I think Klopp has identified what players can play and where they can play, and, and he's not given, he's not going to, I hope he doesn't, you know, put the team in jeopardy or results in jeopardy for, for the sake of playing certain players when they're not good enough, and I hope he doesn't. My expectation is to win the league. My, my hope is to win the league. And if we go out in the group stage of the Champions League, go out to fucking Wrexham in the League Cup, I don't even know if Wrexham today exists anymore, and fucking uh, Parvale in the Cup, uh, and in the third round of the FA Cup at home, um, on the telly, I'll take all of them if we go and win that league. That's that's my Correct. expectation. Lads, look, we go around the table for the crack. Finishing position for the season. Um, Ray, I'll come to you first. First by a point. Yes, very good. <coughs> you see, that's what you get for living there, Andy. Uh, uh, Matty, finish in position. Uh, we win it. You win it? Oh, we win it. Here comes Chris, the poor star of the bubbles. Chris. Fifth. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to finish second. But it's going to be a, a, a brilliant, brilliant race this year. It really is. Okay, Stephen Kingsbury agrees with you, Chris. He says second. And he also asked earlier, how many points do you think Liverpool would get this season? And I, I think he meant by that was um, to win it. Uh, I think we win it. I think we do. I think I think we can turn, uh, and not even February, March, I think we'll be turning into the new year and we're in a point to see, you're even ahead of them. Um, and the momentum gets going and people are out throwing balls at Copperberg, got buses going down the Anfield Road from early January onwards. <laughs> um, I think then, I think nothing stops, nothing fucking stops us. I think you end up where you're getting out the last seven games and you're going away to pick a team, Bournemouth. And I think if, no, not Bournemouth, because the ground only holds about 4,000. Go go away to pick a team, Newcastle for argument's sake. And I think you're seeing pockets of Liverpool fans all over that ground because that's how much hype is going to go and they'll be getting tickets from everywhere. Um, so I think we win it and I think we win it on 93 points. How many points, right? I had exactly the same number of points in my yes. head, 93. Yeah, yeah. Nice one. Matt, you have any points? Oh, it's, yeah, it'll be in around 93, 95. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be high. But saying that, I think, I think City will hit 100 again, so 101. Nah, 93 v 92. Nice one. Chris, how many points? Do you well, think? I've done... Well, you, you were saying we're second, so how many points does City need to beat us? Yeah, well, I've done a game-by-game game calculation. Um, oh, <laughs> just in that, in, that, in that 45 seconds? <laughs> and I've worked it out that we actually at the end of the season get 91 points and City win it with 96 City win it with 96 mm. okay right well I apologise for Grizz the rest of us are trying our best and Grizz is just not having it um, now I think I think Grizz I think we'll be alright lads just looking around the um, we'll finish off on this but looking around the league and I know it's only two games in for everybody Barrows and Palace um, anybody surprised you so far? Anybody, you know, underwhelming? Anyone that's just pure funny to watch? You know, I'm, 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 I'm giving you all the license you need there with that one. But, um, <laughs> Ray, anyone that's surprised you, you know, whether it be good or bad, anything that's kind of jumped out over the first two weeks? Yeah, I suppose surprise-wise, um, you know, Bournemouth winning the first two games. Um, after last week, I, I, you know, I went away thinking... Uh, you know, West Ham had the potential to to do okay this season, but you know, after going a goal up yesterday, I watched 
quite a bit of that second half because I had a sort of a better interest in it. And um, like Bournemouth were just, you know, so in control, you know, once they'd gone 2-1 up. So for them to win two games, obviously Watford have, have won two games. Um, I thought, I've honestly thought Everton have looked okay. Um, you know, I thought, you know, I think without that sending off against um, Wolves, they're probably going to win that game. Um and then obviously they have the double whammy of the, the red cards and Wolves scoring from the free kick, um, which was pretty hilarious when you stand and watching it in a bar in Liverpool, as we all were um, last Saturday. But um, you know, I thought they were pretty, they were pretty deep. They were in control first half yesterday. I watched most of their first half before switching my attention to the um, to the West Ham Bournemouth game. So I think I think Everton. Everton and Palace for me are probably the two teams that I'd expect, you know, to to fill those kind of uh, seventh and eighth sort of positions, and, and maybe Watford will will carry on their good form, you know. Yeah, um, Marty, I'm just going to throw it straight at you. Um, I've watched uh, United twice, and I thought they were dominated by Leicester last Friday night, and I thought they were just all over the fucking place today. Um, do you think? Do you think he lasts? Do you think he sees the season out? Do you think he sees Christmas? Because the interview after the game today and he was back in his narky ways and having snide little digs even at the female, you know, interviewer, it wasn't great. Yeah, I'd be amazed. Um, I think you can see a similar thing to Chelsea um, where you've got a standoff between the board, the board, the club and the manager. Um, Look, Mourinho, if Mourinho walks, he doesn't get his payoff. Um, you know, and, and if Man United want to sack him, you know, they absolutely stupidly gave him a new deal at the back end of last season, which you know, it probably has an astronomical sacking clause in it. Um, so you, yeah, I mean, it's just you know, with discussions, they'll probably get that down to what eight, ten million. Um, so you, you may end up seeing a standoff, one may give. I think if anyone does, it'll be. You know, it'll be the club. Mourinho will be happy to sit there like the, you know, the leechy is taking the money and wait for the wait for the the payoff. Um, but I think Man United are in real trouble. Um, you know, I think they're in real trouble. I think, you know, when a club decides to bring Jose Mourinho in, you, you're not planning for the future. And if you think you are, then you haven't done your homework on Jose Mourinho. He's a three season manager. Um, you know, he needs a lot of money and he will buy players that are 29, 30, 31. And you see that in the summer when. You know, he wanted to sign, you know, Alderweireld, he wanted to sign Boateng, he wanted Perisic. And and I think you saw, you know, this season, Ed Woodward, you know, is, is said no. Um, and I think as soon as you get that, you know, that, that conflict between a manager and a board and you've got completely different visions, they're, they're in some real trouble. Um, and like you said, you know, you look at the Leicester game and, and they were shite. You know, they really were. They got a penalty in the first, you know, 60, 70 seconds of the game. Um, you know, they got a a jammy volley from Luke Shaw and you know it was game over at that point but they got they got paid off the park by Leicester yeah um, it was unbelievable yeah and it was I think it was Old Trafford you know and then you look at you look at today and you know they were woeful you know they were absolutely atrocious I mean the, the goal they don't scored don't forget again, this is the Brighton cool. that we played don't forget this is the Brighton that we played Ginny Wijnaldum and Emre Chan at the back against uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Brighton man Absolutely. They didn't. They, they didn't, didn't have a shot. Him. The Bright, Brighton didn't have a shot on target last week um, in their first game. I seen Chris Hutton interviewed, and he was absolutely disgusted with the way they played last week in the opening game. So for them to come out and basically beat United handily, I know they got a pen at the end, but come on. 
I mean, let's look at it as well. You talk about City squad and City have got, a, you know, a, their depth is absolutely ridiculous. But then you look at Manchester United and, and you think, you know, their squad is actually really, really good. I mean, you look at their attacking options, you know, they've got Lukaku, Alexis Sanchez, Martial, Rashford. If you took that squad and you gave that to Klopp, Pep Guardiola, Pochettino, they would do so much better. They're a good, good team. And, you know, Mourinho just, he cannot get them playing for what, whatever reason. Um, but, you know, they're in trouble. And I think for the first time, you know, you go back and forth, you banter the Man United fans. But I think for the first that they're not a threat to, the, to, to even the top four, to be honest with you, let alone, you know, the top, you know, the top two battling for the league. I think they're in absolute disarray. And I think, you know, by Christmas, you know, Mourinho's gone. Well, he's sacked. Chris, um, anyone good, bad or indifferent for you? Anyone surprise you? No. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they've had a decent start. West Ham, where everyone, oh my God, they, everyone in the world. And I said West Ham will go. I said West Ham will be one of the relegation. Oh, Chris's internet. Yeah. What did I say? Oh, I asked you a question there and you just sat staring at me for about 14 <laughs> seconds. Can you hear me No, he's gone. He's gone. I'll, come, right. back you, I'll come back to you, Grizz. Knock on, knock on the rear and knock off the rear and then count the five and knock it back off. <laughs> um, can you hear me now, Grizz? I can hear you, Gav. Great stuff, great hey. stuff. Grizz, anyone bad, good, indifferent? Uh, yeah, I, I heard you. Before the I heard you. I heard you thinking that I'm staring at you for 14 seconds. Trust me, I will never stare at you for 14 seconds. Trust oh, no. me. No. Uh, West Ham, I said. West uh, Bournemouth have surprised me, as, as Ray said pleasantly. Uh, Wolves have disappointed me. I thought Wolves would have started better with all their signings, and I think he's a top manager. Slight disappointment, but it's, again, it's early doors. You know, West Ham, everyone was shouting from the rooftops about their signings all summer. And I said they're going to be relegation fodder, and they are. They will be. And in the midfield, that's going to play Mark Noble and Jack Wilshire in central midfield. Come on, you're asking for trouble, mate. You're asking for trouble. But, um, nah, I think, I mean, you know, after 10 games, it all settles down. But so far, yeah, Bournemouth have been very, very impressive with two tricky, you know, two tricky games, and they've come out of it really well. Good young manager there. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I think Huddersfield have disappointed me. Um, I know they've had two very, very hard games uh, to start off with Chelsea at home, City away, but to, to fall like they have is not Wagner's kind of way of playing or the mentality he has towards the game. Um, everything I think of, I think as Ray said, they, they look all right. Um, I, I think it might get a little bit tricky for them when these players actually come into the squad. You know, I think that they've it's kind of fallen for them well that they've been left with a certain team from last season, although they underachieved. They know each other and they know each other well. They come up against the Wolves team that are new in the league and they probably should have won the game. You know, a contested red card probably was, in my opinion. But like Ray said, they could have six points. They come up against the Southampton and avoid worry for a big time. I just don't see where the goals come from and I don't think they're good enough at the back. Um, who else? On United... Listen, that's just the way he walks, and it's the way he's always walked. And if he doesn't get what he wants, he throws a strop. And this time, he's thrown a strop, and he's pointed fingers at many players. And and just the chemistry and the and the, the kind of unity between the players doesn't look there. And it's probably because he's given out to one, and then the other guy doesn't like that he's being given out to, and, and it kind of spreads around the squad. I agree with I agree with Marty. I don't think he sees Christmas. 
unless they go on a serious run. Because if look, if he loses the scores next week, um, which I don't think he will, because scores are all over Old Trafford and have their bellies tickled fucking year on year. But if he loses the scores next week and Liverpool go and win get tomorrow and against Brighton and next lot of six points down after three games, that's that's a huge thing. I know it's only three games in, but it's a huge thing. Um, anybody else? Bonnet, yeah, done, done quite well. It'll all, it'll all take shape in the four, seven or eight games, but I'd, I'd worry for Cardiff, I'd worry for Southampton, and Huddersfield need to get their act together, and they need to get their act together quick, because they'll, they'll, that sort of run can just go on and on and on, and it's very, very hard to get out of it. Um, lads? I don't think, I don't think Gav this season, a bit like last season, I don't think you'll need a, a huge amount of points to stay up. Like I don't think teams are going to need anywhere near forty points. I think well, some of that comes team, from the, the fact team, if the teams at the top are hitting ninety three, exactly, plus exactly. The, the teams at the bottom don't need forty. They need exactly, forty-five. That's just the way it is. Yeah, so I think that's kind of going to be the marker, really. So for teams like Watford and Bournemouth, they've already got we've already got six points on the board. You know, that's 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 a massive. You know, that's a massive start to already have. Those six points on the board. The, the, the most enjoyable game um, for me so far this season was watching that Chelsea Arsenal game yesterday. I mean, the, the 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 two of them just forgot how to defend at various parts of that first half. Um, Arsenal probably should have been three, four, two up at half time. It was a ridiculous first half. It was a bit calmer in the second half. But I think I think Arsenal will get their act together. Um, you know, I think they're just adjusting, aren't they, to that whole business of playing out from the back um, Czech doesn't seem incredibly comfortable with it and he doesn't seem comfortable with his own legs basically yeah <laughs> and they've obviously bought another keeper but they're not playing him at the moment which is a bit of a strange one but um, I think they will get their act together so it's probably no bad thing that that they've started the season off sort of um, at a bit of a handicap by by losing their first two games but uh, look if United if United do kind of disintegrate then then Arsenal might take advantage and, and, and sneak back into that into that fourth spot, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's I, th- on, I think as much as it pains me is uh <clears throat> Chelsea quite impressed me. I know they had that wobble against Arsenal defensively they looked a bit poor, but you know, Chelsea at the beginning well back end of the summer, obviously going to a transfer window, you know, you, you did worry for Chelsea, you know, it looked like Abramovich was pulling his money out, you know, obviously the issue with Conte had no idea where the manager would be, etc. But I think they've got Sarri in, and I think I really rate Sarri. I think he's brilliant. I think the, the football he plays is magnificent. I think they've, um, you know, to get six points on the board, we consider the state they were in about five, six weeks ago. You know, I, I think they could be a surprise, you know, contender. I don't think they'll quite run anyone to a title, but I think Chelsea would be the one that will sneak back into the top four. I think they seem to have just that one sign in Jorginho, they've just sat him there like a deep line playmaker. And he's, just, he's looked like he's been in the Prem for, for 10 years. He looks absolutely awesome. Um, and I, I think I know they've impressed me quite a bit. Long way to go, but first couple of games, I, I think they've looked good. Go away, Grizz. <laughs> Grizz is disagreeing with you there. Um, the, the thing is, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from with Chelsea looking, looking okay, but I think the more streetwise came up against them. That if actually, if Sarri persists, if Sarri persists... Was, was I talking there? I was... <laughs> <laughs> Such nonsense. Go on, carry on. No, you go on. I'll let you carry on. I was going to say, if Sarri persists with Jorginho as the deepest line midfielder and Kante as box-to-box, they won't challenge the top. 
three or four. If he persists with Jorginho as the deepest, in, 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 and, and then persists with um, Louise and Rudiger playing on the halfway line. Well, to be fair, if Arsenal persists with checking goal, they'll get relegated. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, I think, think, well, I tell you, like, you know, the funny thing is, listen to the three is here. This is why it looks like it's a two horse race because, you know, That's you, 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 you can pick the bones of Chelsea, Arsenal, you know, it's sports for me. They're going around saying five contracts, like five new signings, they're off a rocker. And, um, like, you've spent, you've lost 500 million quid somewhere, you don't know where they bought it. They barely got under the fucking stadium, I think. And, <laughs> Oh, and they're trying to dig it up before they've played a force. <laughs> That's why the delay. Yeah, delay. They're, they're, they're digging a manhole to try to get that money back. But um, Spurs for me is very interesting. I think if Spurs hit a patch and they struggle, I think it may get, it could get difficult for them very, very fast. You know, they don't have a lot in reserve, in my opinion. And if they get into a two or three game rut, it could be a bit, it could get a bit messy for them. But then again, you have Harry Kane and he guarantees you 20 goals a season, so that'll always get you somewhere. Um, but that's, like, just listening to you as it sounds, that's why you can put the case forward for the two horse race because you could, you're literally you're literally picking the bounds out of Arsenal, Chelsea, United and Sports, you know, and us two are left ourselves in City. But look, we'll see how it is. We come back next week and, and for all the weeks after that and we keep discussing it. Um, we've all predicted a win for the Reds tomorrow. Uh, we've all picked our goal scorers. Grizz is gone. If you see Grizz at the game, um, get your word in quick because, you know, the, the, the window of opportunity to speak is very, very small. But he's actually genuinely, he's actually, he's, he's a top, top, top bloke. Um, genuinely, he's a top bloke. He's a brilliant weekend with him last week. Um, it was it was unreal. But last, it was it, ended, it felt bad for the days after it did, but it was good at the time. Um, and we do it again soon. We definitely will. Lads, I'm going to leave it there. And that's been the Fatback for Grizz, my old pal, he's always with me. Um, Marty, it's been a pleasure. We'll have you back on again soon. Ray, thanks for um, having me. Ray, you go down tomorrow now and check out that studio. It's sufficient for you and your friends. <laughs> um, we'll make sure we get you in there as soon as we can. But uh, look, yeah, that's been the Fatback for. Um, thanks for joining us. It's been amazing. It's been great. Hopefully, the rest of the business tomorrow, and you'll see the Tuesday Club live from the new studio on Tuesday. And you have the cop table on Friday and us again back next Sunday. And we go from there and there. Yeah. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.